I wonder what the best way for someone to get your attention would be. When I was a child, it would be my mother addressing me as a Francesca instead of Fran. Or now, if I'm trying to get the attention of my children, I type a message in capitals, which apparently is the equivalent of shouting at them over text. In a classroom, a teacher might clap rhythmically just to gain the attention of the class. But it seems to me that there's no doubt that the obvious way to grab your attention would for me to yell loudly, I've got an announcement to make. The angel in the story has an announcement to make to the shepherds and he is not subtle about it. He appears in the sky and shines so brightly that the shepherds were terrified. You see, shepherds would have been a tough crowd. They wouldn't have been scared easily. They lived rough. They were used to being sort of the outcasts of society. But it was to these disreputable people that God sends an angel with the most important announcement in history. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He announces to this scruffy group of shepherds that he has good news. A saviour is born. Now, we've not had a lot of good news, have we? in recent months. Our lives are dominated by warnings of the Omicron variant and the importance of vaccines and boosters. Countries have been ravished this year by freak weather with catastrophic results. People are struggling with illness, mental health struggles, poverty, broken relationships and fear. But this angel brings good news that impacts history for all time. And it's not a spontaneous, brief good news story that hits the front pages of the tabloid press to be forgotten two days later. This good news has been a long time coming. It's worth the wait. You see, it was promised 700 years before by a prophet called Micah. He said, but you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me, one who will be the ruler over Israel. The saviour king has come. When I was a child, my mother considered Jesus to be such good news for me and for my siblings that she talked about him with us every day. We got to know him through the pages of the Bible, through a beautiful picture Bible that we had. We talked to him at the end of each day. We thanked him for each other, for the world that he'd given us to enjoy, and for being our friend. As a teenager, I began to understand a little more about what it meant for Jesus to be my saviour, my Messiah and Lord. And after some years of thinking, oh, maybe this whole Christian thing wasn't for me, a friend explained to me what it meant for Jesus to come to save me from my sin for all the times that I'd ignored him and determinedly lived in a way to please myself rather than him. And I finally understood 
that because he is God, Jesus was the only one who could forgive my rebellion against him and enable me to stand before God as his friend, washed clean and pure and free to live with him forever. This good news that the angel announced that day on the hillside suddenly got real and finally made sense for my life. The saviour Jesus became my saviour. And the angel's announcement was to bring great joy for all people. The good news that a saviour was born would bring joy not just to his parents after their arduous journey, or to the shepherds, or to the angel, but for all people, for all time. It would impact the whole of history, bringing joy to millions and millions of people through the ages. We often find Christmas a wonderful excuse to find some joy, don't we? Especially at the moment. As soon as Christmas music appears in the shops, or the John Lewis advert appears on our screens, or Christmas parties are planned legally, of course, and our spirits lifted. And it brought me joy last week to be in St Andrew's School, taking part and enjoying their nativities, watching the children. It brings me joy that my children will be home for Christmas and I'll get to see my parents, hopefully, in a few days' time. It brings me joy to put on my favourite Christmas playlist and listen while I decorate the tree. And it brings my husband and son great joy when West Ham win the match and they triumphantly sing a raucous um, version of I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Do you know what team they support from that? West Ham. But the joy of this baby born in a simple animal shelter in an obscure town in the Middle East was to bring a great and lasting joy for all people everywhere throughout history. It was deep, deeper, everlasting, profound, and an unmatched joy. Something wonderful occurred on that day that was so joyous that a singular angel who makes this initial announcement is suddenly surrounded by a myriad of angels who light up the sky and praise God together. Now, a multitude of angels wouldn't have just been 10 or 20 or even 50, but a heavenly host beyond count, who I imagine stretch from horizon to horizon, obscuring the winter skies and shining in a blaze of colour with perhaps sparkles thrown in. Their joy at the arrival of Jesus was evident for all to see. But it was the simple shepherds that heard first. Many of us think that we experience the joy of, in the frivolity of Christmas as maybe we cover up the cracks of our lives by maxing out our credit cards or planning parties or drinking mulled wine or dressing a tree and piling up gifts underneath. But we all know that come the 1st of January, we are desperate to get back to normal, to put everything back in the attic for another year. The joy of Christ's coming is that he came to bring a joy that would last for eternity. You see, he has come to all those who feel broken, the poor, those on the edges of society like the shepherds, the grieving, the depressed, the disappointed, the hurting, 
He came for you and for me with all our baggage and our pain and all our efforts to look like we've got everything sorted. Jesus is God. He was born a baby and he grew to be a man. He's experienced everything that we experience. There's nothing about our lives that he doesn't understand or hasn't shared. He has unequaled sympathy for us. He feels our pain and he experiences our struggles. And he gave up all the glory of heaven to take on our nature without sin so that he could save us. His death on the cross was the culmination of all his work, making a way for sinful, broken people to come freely into the presence of our perfect, holy God. He took our sin on himself so that we might be forgiven once and for all and might experience life in all its fullness and the joy that that brings. When we put our trust in Jesus, we receive a joy that isn't a flash-in-the-pan feeling that lasts for a brief moment and is then dashed away or forgotten in the busyness and harshness of life. But it is a deep and lasting joy of knowing that we are in right relationship with God, that he's with us and that we are free from the burden of sin and can spend eternity with the one who loves us unconditionally for all time. I've been a Christian a long time. And to be honest, I don't always feel joyful. I don't go around skipping about with a silly smile on my face all the time. I still face hard times, become weary, feel hurt and hurt others. I get ill, I worry about people. I can be lazy in my relationships with God and with other people. But amidst all the everyday pain and struggles, I know that Jesus has rescued and forgiven me, that he's with me in those moments and in those wrestlings, giving me a deep assurance of who I am and to whom I belong. And when I turn again to the joy bringer, I discover his joy again. And that is the same joy available to you and to all of us who come to know Jesus. It's no wonder after the angel's announcement and that wonderful display of the heavenly host that the shepherds then rush off to Bethlehem to see for themselves this saviour who's been born. They don't just pop their heads round the door, have a look and go back to their lives with that warm smile on their faces and a fuzzy feeling in their hearts. They find the family, they meet the baby, and they cannot help but tell others what they have experienced and been told about this child. They can't contain themselves. Their lives have transformed and they see like the angels and they praise God for all the things that they have seen and heard. It's really easy for us each Christmas to hear the story of the baby Jesus again or to pop our heads round the door of a nativity scene and admire it or coo over children dressed as Mary and Joseph or even to laugh as my daughter did when the real donkey in their church nativity pooped all over the carpet. We love a Christmas movie 
We laugh as we watch one of the favourites in our house is the nativity, where the grumpy teacher is asked to put on this nativity show to rival his nemesis, who's another teacher with the perfect children, who seemingly all have it all together. It's very sweet. But perhaps this year, instead of just peeking in on Jesus in a nativity scene, in a sugary children's film, or in our local school's productions, which we love, or even on the mantelpiece in our homes and just thinking, oh, isn't that lovely? Perhaps we might consider the real good news and joy of Christmas. Jesus Christ was born, born God in human form, born with a purpose, born to save mankind, that we might know him, that we might be set free to live a life in friendship with him forever. Born God, with us, always and forever. There is no greater joy than knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. You might find on your, well I hope that you'll find a pen and a little Christmas tag on your chairs. And we're just going to spend a moment or two, only if you want to, you can just sit still and uh, just listen to this if you'd like, just thinking about what we think about who Jesus is, what you think about what I've just said, what you think maybe about the story of the nativity, what you think about the Lord Jesus. Perhaps for some of you here tonight, it's the very first time that you've ever really heard that Jesus was more than a baby, that he's God, as someone you can have a relationship with. And I wonder if you've got a pen and a tag, if that's you and you think, I've never heard this before, but I'd be a bit interested in finding out a bit more. You could put a great big question mark on your tag, just as a sign really to say, do you know what, I think I want to find a bit out a bit more about who this Jesus person is. Or perhaps you're here and you've known Jesus a very long time, a bit like me, but you think, I really need to have a bit of a kick. I want to recommit myself to following him. And maybe for you, you could draw a big cross in the middle of your tag. Or perhaps there's a few of you here or someone here tonight who for the very first time have really recognised that they are loved by Jesus and you want to know him. You want to experience the joy of knowing him. And if that's you, put a heart in the middle of your tag. And then all of you can take your tag home and tie it on your Christmas tree. Just as a sign that this evening meant something. That in one way or the other, it meant something for you to come and gather and sing carols and hear about the Lord Jesus. And if you want to, I've got a few um, little leaflets here that will explain the story of Christmas. And I'm very, I'll be at the back and I'm, you're very welcome to take one if you'd like to as you go. Or if you feel, actually, I really want to know Jesus, come and tell me at the end. I'll be loitering about at the back and you could quietly uh, tell me. But before we go on, we're going to pray. And I'm just going to give all that we've talked about to God.
Father God, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he isn't just a baby, that he is God, born with all the frailty of human life, but born with a purpose to rescue us from our sin, to enable us to be your friends, to be forgiven for all the times we've turned our backs on you and to give us life and joy. And I pray tonight for everyone here that you might show them who you are and that they might experience the joy of knowing Jesus as saviour and as friend, as Lord and as King. In your name we pray.